This is Dr. Dre. The party's going on. <clears throat> Thank God it's Friday. Yes, people, how you doing? It's that time of week again. Yeah, it's Echoes from the Void, episode 27. And um, I'm losing my voice, people. So we're going to keep the talking to a minimum. We'll probably be in, out with, you know, not much uh, craziness. You know what I mean? Because, yo, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get Echoes Chamber out right now. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what we can do. You know what I mean? But, um, yo, so, you know what? The other day, some crazy shit happened. I'm, I'm at the road, going to cross over. And, um, yeah, but it was a red light. So, you know, we're, we're just chilling on the pavement. And this old couple, they were just talking and they were walking up, weren't paying any attention whatsoever. And they just carried on walking. And this car's coming like crazy around the corner. So I just quickly have to shove my hand out and just grab this old man and just pull him back. And uh, yeah, you, you just missed from getting run over. So. I'm a hero, people. That's right. You are talking to a bona fide goddamn superhero. So step aside, Black Panther. You know what I mean? Because your boy from Echoes from the Void is here to save the day. What? Haha. <laughs> but um oh shit. I was out um you know, I had to pick up some shoes. And so I had to venture out into the West End And I hate the West End Especially this time of year because it's always crazy But the thing that made no sense There were like some protesters I'm not exactly sure what they were protesting Yeah, It was just all very irritating But they were just slowing everything down And the thing that Always, you know what I mean. I never get right. Right, I'm I'm down for. I'm not against protesting, but protest where you will make the most impact. You know what I mean. Protest where the people in charge will take notice, because walking around the West End that that's not going to do anything. You, if you literally are trying to stop people from getting from a store, fine, but you'll get removed. You know, the police will come, so you can't barricade a store. But you could go fuck up with their head office. You know what I mean? But they don't think it's always low level. They don't think the big picture out, and it's always it's yeah, it's a crazy thing. Like, I remember when the riots were um, going crazy in London a few years back. I say a few years. I think it might have been ten. Shit. But, um, you know, when they 
because a lot of it was literally people just wanted to rob but some people were like yeah i'm trying to send a message to the man and blah 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 i'm like yo by burning down your own neighborhood that ain't gonna send no message like if you really want to send a message go to chelsea go to kensington go to whitehall you know what i mean go to the places of money go cause crab havoc in those situations and and then you'll you, then you'll make more of uh, a, a voice you know what i mean yeah it's just crazy the way people look at these things and don't think about the big picture but you know what fuck it let's get into this week's news gonna keep it short so um just a few little pieces and then we're out okay so kellogg's the um you know what I mean they they you know they make the cereals and breakfast bars and all of that kind of thing so they have now finally agreed to use the traffic light labeling on their cereals so this will come into play in the UK from January obviously next year 2019 um now this scheme the traffic light scheme was put in place in 2013 but at the time Kellogg's had refused to um be part of it do you know what I mean they didn't want a cow to the man and blah 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 all of that bullshit okay so now <clears throat> they've they've agreed to do it like um they've they've said we are changing because the people who buy our food told us we should following our announcement last late last year to overhaul our cereals in the uk we decided to look again at labeling you know um <clears throat> and they Managing Director Ollie Merton said the decision followed a survey of 2,000 Britons asking them about their attitude towards labelling. But the thing is, this isn't going to go on all of their cereals and products, only a few. So the ones that will have the traffic lights on are Cocoa Pops, Crunchy Nuts, cornflakes rice krispies frosties and special k so you know the and the their rollout is gonna be from january next year to early 2020 it's like it's really gonna take you fuckers a year you know what i mean but fuck but yeah you know it's a it's a positive move but if if you're only dipping your toe what really is the point you know what i mean but yeah we'll see if it helps um people uh, you know live that healthy lifestyle choose a healthy breakfast we'll see okay so something that's crazy man like kareem hunt he's a running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's been released by the Chiefs because some video was released of him um, p- 
pushing and kicking a woman at a hotel in Cleveland in uh, February. And, um, yeah, because supposedly, so the chief spoke about him, spoke to him about an incident, like, around that time. But he had told them a different story. So once this video came out, they were like, oh, shit, you got to go. Um, so at the moment, he's on the commissioner exempt list. So this means he, uh, he, he, he can't play, he can't practice, and he can't attend games. So an investigation is into play, but it's just like, what's going to be the outcome of this? You know what I mean? Like, will he be banned for a few games, the rest of the season, a fine? Like, what's it? Because there's no criminal charges. The police have said there was nothing charged at the time, so he's not under arrest so, it, it, you know, like, what's the NFL going to do? What kind of stance are they going to make? You know, it was, if you um, <clears throat> put it against some of the other things that happened, um, gosh, I can't remember the name right now, uh, but my man from the Baltimore Ravens, he had, there was a video of him punching someone in the lift, I think his girlfriend... Um, I think he kept his job, but then, you know what I mean, like, <clears throat> other videos, um, but I think when, uh, oh, the quarterback, the quick, the, the quarterback that ran, um, he was caught, the videos came up with his dog baiting, he was sacked straight away. You know what I mean? Even before he was sent for prison, he was just sat by his team. So, there's a lot of precedent that would say, you know what I mean? He, he, he could be suspended for the rest of the season. But, uh, yeah. But the, the, the thing, the, the worst thing for the Kansas City Chiefs, though, you know what I mean? <clears throat> Hunt is like one of the best running backs. Like last year, he um he rushed for one thousand three hundred twenty-seven yards, and that was um you know he was a leading rusher in twenty seventeen. He's fifth this year. Yeah, so that that that's a lot of mileage now gone from Kansas City, who nine and two were being touted as possible Super Bowl finalists. So, yeah, not good for the Chiefs. Okay, so, <clears throat> each year, Waterstones, you know, they put out their, their, their book of the year, you know what I mean, their best books. And this year... The winner was um, Normal People, which is by Sally Rooney. Um, the book is about an intimate story of an on-off 
relationship between two school friends in a small Irish town after the financial crisis. You know, it's already picked up rave like reviews from people. The BBC have um, picked it up to to create make into a drama series. So. Hey, Rooney is doing extremely well so far this year. <coughs> um, the other books <clears throat> on the uh, on the list are "Everything I Know About Love" by Dolly Alderton, the Penguin Classics book by Henry Elliot. Why We Get the Wrong Politicians by Isabel Hardman. Uh, the Colour of Time, A New History of the World, 1850-1960 by Dan Jones and Marina Am Amaral. Zurich by Madeline Miller. The Secret Barrister. Stories of Law and How It's Broken by the Secret Barrister. And I Am the Seed That Grew the Tree, a nature poem for every day of the year. Um, <clears throat> and the, these were from Fiona Walters and illustrated by Fran Preston Gannon. <laughs> Okay, people, so I'm here at Avengers Station. You walk into the joint and the first thing you come to is the whole Iron Man section. And the Iron Man section is pretty dope. You've got the real new armor at the very front. You've got some profiles on Tony Stark, his abilities, what he does and everything like that. Hulkbuster armor smack bang in the middle which you know what I mean obviously it's not quite the full size but it's pretty impressive a breakdown of the armor then you've got cabinets with what one two three four five seven of Tony Stark's armors all lit up all looking shiny and good a lot of other interactive sections where you can you know pretend to be Tony Stark like the armor will appear on the screen. It looks like you're putting it on. It's all pretty, yeah, it's all pretty slick, all pretty dope. You then come into Bruce Banner section. So, a lot of information on the Hulk, what he does. We've got some Hulk hands showing, I think they're measuring the strength and shit. Yeah, like a, a little shots of the lab some of the experiments that Bruce did to um, you know test his blood and everything like that you go from Hulk into Cap and so Cap we have got the shield so people can have pictures taken holding the shield you've got the motorbike from the first film his first uniform and then just a lot of information about um, Steve, like how he grew up and what drove him to becoming Captain America. 
we then have a little section on the best Avenger. I think we can all say, that's right, Black Panther, motherfucker. We're in Wakanda. And it's pretty cool. I'm a little bit disappointed, though, because it's not the biggest. And we could have had Panther, the suit and everything like that. We don't. We just got the chemo beads, which, are, you know, it's all right. It's fine. It's fine. I'm a little, I'm a little hurt, though. So, from Panther, we come to um, four. So, in the middle of it, you have the hammer. So, people can have their picture taken. Um, you know, trying to pick up Manunjiri. However you pronounce a fucking hammer. Then you've just got breakdowns of Loki. Of uh, Asgard, the Destroyer. You've got some four armor. It's pretty cool. Um, from there, we come to. Um, I think it's all some of the ancillary defenders. You've got War Machine. We've got Vision. Um, who else have we got? Ant Man. Got Ant Man armor, which is height. That's pretty cool. We got the Vision suit. So yeah, a little bit on the Vision. Um, who else is over here? We've got one of the worst Avengers, obviously Hawkeye. Uh, a little bit on Black Widow, which is uh, yeah, that's alright. It's not bad. Okay, so from here we come to um or like a bit on the infinity stones so we've got something we've got some stuff on thanos a breakdown of all the stones where they were originally found then um some of the artifacts that house the stones so Loki's stuff um, like one of the one of the guns from um, one of Thanos's people, so we have all of that. Then there's a couple of Thanos's people here, and um, you know a little information on them. The Black Guard. Okay, so from there we come to um, Ultron. So. We've got a little bit on Ultron. And then we've got an arc reactor. Okay, so we've got an arc reactor. And uh, some more interactive kind of activities that people can do. So, there is a wealth of information here about Avengers. You know, everything that... Uh, kind of you'd have to do to become an Avenger it is it's pretty good it's a bit like I'm finding it hard to see all this information but if you got if your vision is all right you're gonna have a whale of a time at Avenger station so I would say that come down with a it's, it's best to come down with some friends and yo you'll have a ball just like walking around reading up on the adventures having a go on some of the interactive materials and stuff will be a lot of fun enjoy okay so 
you know, I was going to do it at the time, but I just got sidetracked. So I'm going to do it now. But this is a little amendment to um, the Avengers station kind of comments. Now, well, amendment, you know, it's just, I think sometimes you do things and then you kind of reflect on them a little more. But uh, after, I, you know, being in there, I, uh, I got talking with some other, like, podcasters, YouTubers outside. And so they helped fill in some of the gaps that I wasn't able to see inside. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's a little dark... Um, as I said, like, and there's a lot of text, as I've mentioned in my original comments. Um, <clears throat> and also, I couldn't see what some of the things were. Like, I think I talk about, oh, look, there's some some Hulk gloves, but what they are. So supposedly, in the palm, there's some buttons, and by pressing them, you can manipulate a Hulk punch, which you can see on the screen. Now, people said that it was a little limited in the number of punches that actually you were actually able to do. And also, when you think about where those are, they're a little high. So little kids are going to struggle getting to those. And that's something that <coughs> I noticed, but I wasn't sure what that was. Like, um, another thing that really would have been good is maybe some uh, VI, some virtual reality. Do people call it VI? I don't even know. But some virtual reality would have been good. You know, some immersive kind of situations. Now, obviously, it's pro that's probably pricey because you would need several headsets. Um, because with the amount of people in the room, you don't want to build up like huge queues and stuff like that. But it would have meant you have this new kind of experience and feel for what's happening. They, because you just think about it. If they took some of the scenes from some of the films, like the battle in New York, um, like um, the fight with Thanos, uh being on the Guardian ship, racing through space, like flying with Thor's hat, just some little things like that. The uh, the quantum zone with Ant Man. So then you're in the middle of that. You're seeing that from a certain carrier's character's point of view. That would have been pretty ill, right? Yeah, exactly. So something like that would have been good. Because, this is the thing, and I've said, it is very text heavy, which I, you know, for me, 
I wasn't able to um, see it all because of that. So an audio guide would would have been really good, you know, and you could have had it read in the voice of some of the characters, which would have been fun. Do you know what I mean? Having like the vision walk you around and, and explain to you, or you know, what would have been good? Have Jarvis do it. If it, and that would have really fit in, right? So you have Jarvis doing the audio tour, going right. So these are the Avengers, blah blah blah. Mister Stark told me to do blah blah blah. You know what I mean? That would have worked. That would have been off the chain, really. That would have been ill. Um, so there was a, there's a kind of things that were missing, like, and I said this. Look, the Black Panther section. Black Panther, biggest film of the year, basically, not quite, but basically, smallest section, which was crazy, now I did speak to some of the staff and they were like, yep, that's what we thought too, so, you know, that, you need to sort that out, because you wouldn't even know you're in Wakanda, because there's a few little bits, there's a little bit of music which is very faint, so let people know, talk about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the characters, you know what I mean, because you don't, like there's Panther, there's Shuri, there's the Queen, Umbaba, Unkuk, Unkabi, um, you know, the chemo cards, everything, they've got the uh, the real mask, that Chadwick wore, but they don't say it's the real mask, so you just think it's a prop, like a, a, a you know, a replica prop. So it's just like you need they needed to talk certain things up as well, which would have, um, I think, helped, but yeah, more kind of interactive stuff. I think that seemed to be, um. The thing that was needed. Because you had lot. There seemed to be more interactive stuff. At the very beginning. In Iron Man. Which does make sense. Because it's Iron Man. So technology. But after that. Not so much. So I, I, I think. Maybe the larger print. With some of the section signs. So you know where you're going. What you're going into. That would be helpful. So there's just a, a few points that, that could have been more. It could have been more. You know, rather than just text space. Whereas text space is fine. It's good. But I guess little kids probably don't want to read a lot of that. <clears throat> so you have to kind of think about some of your audience. Now, now. This is the thing, because I know a lot of the stuff was, they were prepping it, um, they were putting it in place, it wasn't quite ready, so some of this may have already been corrected and, and, and done, then maybe there was an audio tour, but it wasn't ready for the press night, so I'm, you know, these are just faults, I'm giving them benefit of the doubt. So they might have that now. Um, I doubt they've got the VI. 
But who knows what other little bits they've added. They may have added more functionality to the Hulk hands. You know, they just put a few up just for us to test. So, some of this, you it's hard to say because we we didn't see the full finished thing. But, these are, like, I think some of the, the points that were, I, you know, I talked about with people after the event, you know. Just kind of the focus, like the stuff for the kids and things like that. But, as I said, look, it's something to go to with friends, I think. You know, a group, so you can have fun. Um... There is a lot of information, so if you're an information kind of, that's your thing, you're a, you're a fiend for that stuff, you'll love it. But, yeah, probably weigh it up, weigh it up, maybe give them a call, see if there's an audio tour, I don't know. Yeah, but, hey, the, the, this just gives you that balance in the reviews, okay? Cool. So, tonight... I um I think look there's sometimes you do things and they're fun you know like you have a great time it's it's a nice memory and then other times you do something and it it leaves a mark on you you know it's it's kind of transforming it it it's evolving of your of your mindset and yeah tonight was one of those evenings and you know some people might roll their eyes and groan but listen I I, I went to um the South Bank Center it was uh, an evening with Michelle Obama talking about um her, her new book becoming and well it wasn't so much talking about the book but it was kind of just reflecting on um I guess like her her memories and kind of things that touched her things that were from that book you know she's reflecting on her memoir as it were and, and the night was um, hosted, you know, she was kind of interviewed in a way, but not interviewed, this was more a conversation, you know, a connecting of minds, with um, Chimanda Ngozi Adachi, um, the, the, the fantastic author, uh, and so, uh, yeah, it was very honest, it, you know, she was, like looking at moments and and giving an authentic answer and I, I think that's the the thing that has always struck me about um Michelle Obama you know it's like you can like policies or not but it's the way people carry themselves and I think it's the authenticity of what they're saying. Like sometimes you can hear people say something and you're going, right, they're clearly reading a script. 
that you know they've clearly been coached and then other times people say something and you're like you know what that sounds extremely sincere you know that seems to mirror up to um how they have carried themselves throughout their career you know throughout this period of time so when you you see that it kind of resonates with you and I've heard look I've heard plenty of people talk about how you know they're not a fan of everything that the Obamas did but they always say well this is what I feel the um the, you know the people that kind of think in a certain way you know people that understand the nuances with things they always say look regardless of if I you know I was connecting with those policies or certain mindsets they always carried themselves in a way that I felt I was proud that they were the leaders of the country, you know, that they were the first man and first woman. And that's the thing that always resonates, the the way, you know, things are said, the way, you know, they approach things, the way they carry themselves. And this was Michelle tonight. She... She answered the questions that had a truthfulness and an honesty. And it helps paint that picture for you, you know, about her childhood, how she grew up, the things that um, drove her. You know, that's the thing. She was like, look, I was a very precocious child. You know, I, I, I convinced my parents that I should have peanut butter for breakfast. And it wasn't just, I want it, I broke it down, you know, I constructed a logical argument that peanuts contain protein and protein is good for you. So to start the day with that sets me up for learning and blah, 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 you know, so, but then she's like, look, when I, you know, my aunt taught piano, so I was learning by ear because I would hear people playing these notes over and over again so when she was teaching me I wanted to you know move further ahead in the book but you know she was against that and I lost that I lost that challenge you know I I, I lost that argument so it wasn't just like I had you know it was showing that she'd always had the mindset of I want to learn, I want to evolve, I want to challenge myself. But you know, it's not always a one-way street. You're not having everything your own way. And she was like talking about the her childhood with her her parents, how they kind of helped nurture that spark in her. You know, but she, I think what she did was let people know, look, out the gate, you don't have to know exactly what you want, you know, because she has changed. She has, you know, she went from being a lawyer to quitting that, to running the NGO, to, to you know, to setting up other organizations, 
you know, like to, um, you know, fighting obesity, to being a voice, because she didn't want to just be a footnote. You know, she want when she wanted to be fir- went to be first lady. She understood. Look, I need to use this platform to say something, and so it's saying, look, you don't need to know what you're doing out the gate, but you just have to be looking to challenge yourself. You know, don't let people put their assertions on you. Like some people go, okay, well, you're this, you're from this place. So obviously you're lazy. Obviously you're not as intelligent. Obviously, obviously nothing. Obviously you do not know what you're talking about because I have a brain, I have a mind, I have drive. I want to be. And that's what, you know, I I feel she was trying to say, um, you know, that was the kind of narrative of, you know, this evening. Like, look, people cast assertions on us. You know, people of our own tribe, as it was put. And that hurts. But sometimes that's from fear. You know, which makes sense. You know, when you think about it, definitely makes sense. People have been programmed to think in a certain way to look at certain people in a certain way and that needs to be broken that mold needs to be broken people need to be re-educated that look not everyone is what you've been told people can be different you know you can take five people from the same place they're all going to be different so you can't just go look this this is this this is that so that obviously is this no it doesn't work like that so it's about like you know casting off those assertions but also look you get to a place where in the past people have kicked that ladder down and said look I'm looking after my position that's not helping anyone and it's not helping you Because you stop evolving at that moment in time. Because all you are doing now is treading water, trying to preserve. So instead, turn around, reach down and help people up the ladder. That's what we need to do, you know. I did did a lot of work in the music industry. And that's one thing that always just it upset me because people weren't helping each other people were kicking down the ladder and just trying to preserve their spot and that what you think about it what is that there's nothing that caused stagnation and if we become stagnant our minds stop working so you need other people around you to help challenge your viewpoints because only then can you advance you know and don't go to the table don't get to a spot you know and think oh am i meant to be here these people are all smarter than me no listen right they might be smarter than you on certain things but not everything 
and those things that you feel they're smarter than you, they, they have a different perspective than you. But it doesn't mean that your views are invalid. So, you know, speak up. Don't be afraid. You know, just find your voice. You know, my good friend, she's always like, look, be the light. And, and Michelle Obama is being the light. She's challenging things. She's trying to bring about change. Now, it, it you know, obviously things aren't going to happen overnight. Things might not even happen in this generation. But it's about putting down those building blocks. So people, be the light. Try and make change. Try and evolve your position. You know, don't settle just because you think that's the norm. That's what you need to do. You know, kick off the shackles and roar. This is what we need to do as a people. This is what we need to do as a generation. You know, it goes beyond race. It goes beyond gender. It goes beyond class. What we are doing is evolving, is becoming. That's it. And, you know, it, this, it, so nights like this leave a mark on you. I, on my way home, I was talking to a, a young lady that was also at the event. And I said, look, like, you know, how did you find it? And she said, look, I woke up just feeling a bit flat. And um, this re-energized me. This gave me a spark. Now I want to wake up early and start my day tomorrow. And that's the thing. It energizes you. I went with a, a really good friend. And uh, look, th this, I feel, it, it's great to share nights like this with good friends. You know? Because I think you get, you can get more out of it by doing that. Look, I don't get me wrong. I would have had a good time just going on my own. You know, I, I've been to other talks on my own. And I was like, yeah, no, that's good. I, I learned a lot. You know, it, it's helped the evolution of myself. But going with a good friend means that then you can talk afterwards. And, you know, you, you're sowing those seeds. You're seeing a different viewpoint. Because this is the funny thing. Like, the, the joke is that. I'm a little cranky, you know what I mean? Because I'm just like, what did you think? I'm like, look, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the day, the evening. Everyone in the venue in, irritated me. It was like, look, did you have a venue like this? And people are, are just clapping at every single thing. Drives me insane. Drives me insane. Because before a sentence has even been finished... You know, no actual point has been made. And you've got people clapping. It's just like, it doesn't make any sense. But, this is the thing. I do understand. Look, this is those people showing their joy. Showing their appreciation. So, where I will sit and absorb. You know what I mean? They they are externally like showing that 
you know that thought process that that exuberation of the evening so you know look we all we all do things in a different way but the good thing was it was clear that everyone left that place extremely happy everyone was uplifted everyone was changed now that change may not last do you know it might not last a week it might not even last a day but being able to change just in any little way that's the great thing because that means then the next time things will take root even more and the next time a little bit more and the next time you know what I mean so yeah look I'm gonna I'm gonna pick up the book on Audible. They did give out the book for free, but I can't read that. So <laughs> you know what I mean. So I'm gonna give my book away to uh, to anyone that wants it, um, and I'm gonna pick the book up on Audible. And I'm looking forward to um, yeah, hearing what she has to say. You know, because this this was just an hour, and it was extremely rewarding. So what's the whole book gonna be like you know but yeah that was my evening and it was great okay so this week i have watched the chilling adventures of sabrina that's on uh, netflix it's um a drama fantasy horror kind of hybrid um uh, it's created by Roberto Aguirre Sacas, who um, a lot of people might know from his comic book work. He also did work on um, the Spider-Man musical, but he's done a lot of TV stuff. And um, yeah, Sabrina, that this is his new thing. Um, he's like a, a showrunner on the project and um yeah it's 10 60 minute episodes um <clears throat> it is the premise reimagines the or- origin and adventures of sabrina the teenage witch as a dark coming of age story that traffics in horror the occult and of course witchcraft Tonally in the vein of Rosemary's Baby and The Exorcist. This adaption finds Sabrina Spellman wrestling to reconcile her dual nature, half witch, half mortal, while standing against the evil forces that threaten her, her family, and the daylight world humans inhabit. I think, yeah, that's kind of the key really it is you know that battle between the two selves trying to um find that happy medium you know because she's you know grew up in the witching world you know her aunts are witches her parents were one of her her dad was a witch a warlock um, she's grown up knowing that on her 16th birthday she's going to sign the book 
and uh, yeah, give her will to the devil. But she goes to a human school, and she's got a human boyfriend and human friends. So when she finds out that after she signed the book, she loses her human friend, she loses her humanity, and becomes like a domicile to the devil. She's not really down with that, you know, and that's where this kind of kicks off. It's that realization that she doesn't want to lose herself you know Sabrina's got an identity and that is extremely important to her like having free will having the ability to think to feel to love yeah and to kind of learn she doesn't want to be dictated to and so you know Signing over to the devil, she loses dominion, and that's not, yeah, that's not good for her. And I think the beauty of this series is the way everything unfolds over these episodes. You know, we're introduced to the world, and there's a, a little nod to Riverdale in there as well. You know, because it is technically the same universe. Um, because, yeah, this is based on an Archie comic. Um, so we're introduced to uh, the universe. We're introduced to her friends. You know, um, Rosalind, Prudence, um, her boyfriend Harvey. You know, um... <clears throat> Hilda and Zelda, and <coughs> this is all kind of unfolded for us, her school, you know, the problem she's having with the principal, that's all of that, and so what you find as, as you get into the series, that now everything, it's this lavish, it's this lush world, and so you have an empathy, you have a connection to everything, which is great. <clears throat> but I think the thing that really helps this series is the balance that they found with the weird, with the horror, with the scary. They're walking a line and they're walking it well because... You know, this isn't tacky. This, this, there's, there's this realism to the series, and there's some really kind of jumpy moments. There's moments that make you go, <gasps> "Whoa, what was that? Oh man!" You know, like it is properly some chilly kind of moments, man. You know, obviously, I sat. Like a stone, I ain't been jumping out of my seat because that's how I roll, baby. But you know, I can definitely see how some people may get a little shook from this. 
But um, <clears throat> yeah, it was it, it it was dark. It was very dark, and that was per. It was it was just perfectly matched, perfectly matched. And so we have these great stories, you know, which delve into the darkness and give you light as well, and really reflect issues and things that obviously trouble people and the concerns some people may have whether that's with looks whether that's with sexuality whether that's with um wondering if you're smart enough if you know the people around you actually love you actually care for you you know that that's the thing you know will they accept you when they find out certain things about you this was yeah this is one of the things and it just made this every episode is great um there's not nothing's filler this is the great that is 10 episodes and all the episodes add to the fabric of the story and I, I I wasn't bored with any of them. Like the acting, oh, the acting was great, man. Like um, <clears throat> you know, uh, Kiernan Shipka is tremendous as Sabrina, really able to show the concern, the conflict. You know, the outrage, the indignity, uh, you know, the hope. She she really does project all of those emotions. Um, Lucy Davis is really good as Hilda. Though, I don't know, it looks like... Sorry, I, I don't know, there's some weird makeup on her face. Because her face looks a different colour from the rest of her. I don't know if that's just me, but that's what it seemed like. I don't know. Like, Chance Perdomo is great as Ambrose. Really good as Ambrose. And then her friends, like Jazz Sinclair as Rosalind. Oh, Jazz Sinclair. It's so great. And, God damn it, I had to check IMBD. Like, you know. Yeah, I I was happy that you know, she 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 was all she was of a good age, of a good age. So it's all good, you know. Um, <coughs> Tatty Gabrielle has prudence, like the weird sisters, all of them, like they they did a fantastic job, you know. Um, Adeline Rudolph and uh, Abigail Cowan. Like Lachlan Watson as Susie, just everyone was top notch, you know. Um, like Ross Lynch, Harvey, like there there wasn't any weak links, and there were so many surprises here, you know. Like you think that the story is going one way. And then something happens and you're like, oh, damn, 
like the stuff that happens with Harvey, you know, I, like at every moment I was thinking, okay, right, you know, obviously it's gonna, and then it didn't, and I was like, oh, you know, like Hilda, the the Hilda situation at the end, and then you see that little eye thing, and it was just like, oh shit. Oh, season two, baby. You know what I mean? It, it was just like all these little moments, man. All these little moments. Here it are. Was so good. Just You just couldn't help but enjoy every moment of this. And, um, yeah, it, 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 it's... It's a testament to everyone that is working on this program. That, yeah, you're you're able to just enjoy all of it, you know, and just not be disappointed at all. So, um, <clears throat> I, I, yeah, listen. If you've got Netflix. Check out Sabrina. You need to check out the chilling adventures of Sabrina because it's fantastic. You will not be disappointed. And next week the Christmas episode drops. So that that's a little you know what I mean? A little pit stop, a little oasis. Then we have to wait until April, until season two. I mean, they're calling it season one, part two, but it's season two. I don't understand the part two of, is season two. So, yeah, that's dropping in April. Um, can't wait, but remember, Christmas episode next week. So, yeah. Check it out. It's on Netflix. It's superb. You will not be disappointed. And trust me, this is not your Joanne Jo your 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 Joanne Joan Hart um Sabrina the Teenage Witch. This is so far removed from that. And the crazy thing, the it is twenty two years since that series, man. That series came in 96. Net Nickelodeon, man. 96. 22 years. Woo. Makes you feel old, boy. Makes you feel old. But, um, <clears throat> look, I'd say if you're a fan of Stranger Things, you'll like this. And listen. I'm gonna say it. This is better than Stranger Things. Like, I I felt that was a little overhyped. This, not hyped enough. It's superb. So yeah, if you like Stranger Things, you're gonna like Sabrina. Um. Yeah, I I, I think. Hmm. If you like Hunger Games, I feel 
Because, you know, it's a, it's a great, strong female lead. And that's the same as this. So, yeah, you know, if you like things like dope, if you like things like easy, I mean, yeah, you're going to enjoy Sabrina. So, check it out. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. Ten episodes. They're around about 50 to 60 minutes an episode. And you're going to love it. Alright, you're welcome. So, this week, the first book that I read was Burned by Benedict Jacker. Now, this is the seventh book in the Alex Vera series. Okay, so, the breakdown is this. I'm used to people wanting me dead, but this time, I'm not the only one on the hit list, and time is running out. Diviner Alex Verus finally made one too many enemies on the Council of Mages, and now one of them is angry enough to have him executed. Fighting for his life is nothing new, but this killed also calls for the death of Alex's dependents. And there's no way that he'll let Luna, Anne and Vary take the heat. With only a week before his history, Alex will have to figure out how to dissociate himself from his friends, scrounge up allies on the council and hopefully keep his head attached to his body. But saving himself is going to bring him into direct opposition with his former master and dark mages surrounding him. And this time, escaping with his life might mean losing his soul. Now, look, this is book seven in the series. And I have to say, a lot of times you get this deep into a series and things start to get a little stale you know you you start to see lags in the story and it it kind of shows often that it probably shouldn't have been this many books like an idea has run its course and now it's being dragged out well i am very happy to say none of those concerns will be found in this book the story from beginning to end it's just great. I think what I really enjoyed the most is the the evolution of the characters. You, from the first time we met them, you can see a distinct growth and change in how they are. You know, they're not acting the same. They're not being written the same their voices always distinct are just growing more and more and we see from some of the situations that they have been in how that has affected them how that has helped change them and I think that's one of the really interesting parts of this story because we see people who Alex has worked with before. We see how kind of situations from before have come back to impact 
this story and it made it so intriguing like the, the you know benedict he has put together this like a chess game like at every point you're thinking okay so clearly the story is going to do this and then it does something else and that was this book it just kept you thinking it kept on moving you know it, it just didn't become stagnant and there were so many really good moments you know ah uh, it was just just great there's this really good kind of bit with caldera um well, there's a couple of bits. So there, there, there's this kind of interaction with them on a mission. And then there's another bit, a bit later on in the book, that, ah, the way it's written, because you can really see how Alex doesn't want to, like, kind of do some things that he's doing. And that that's how it, it really comes across that what he is doing is, you know, against his better judgment, you know, but he ha but there's no other choice. So that was great. And then towards the end of the book, there's this this great interaction with Anne that like no word, like they don't talk. But the way the scene is written, god damn it, man. Like, at that moment, you're just like, oh, oh, my God, no, no, this can't be it. And, and oh, it, it, it wrenches you. It really wrenches you. So, yeah, I, I, you know, the way Vary is in this book it's just like he's changed so much from the first surly asshole that you meet early on in the series uh is yeah like and you think by the end of this book so much has changed like so much that what the hell is going to happen next i have to say if you were reading these as they were coming out, this book would have been a completely different experience. It definitely, but like after reading it now, you know that there's a couple more books after it. So there's there's elements of it that you're thinking, oh, well, obviously that won't happen because. Yeah, but you're still shocked. You're still surprised. But yeah, if you'd read it as the books were coming out, you definitely would have had a completely, like, nerve-wracked experience all the way through. And, uh, yeah, as I said, look, the way this book ends. Woo! Oh, my gosh. I cannot wait for book eight. So I'm I'm gonna have to pick that up soon because I just wanna know what happens next.
because we we obviously know there's a moment there's a period of time before the very end so it's just like what happened did anything else happen than what we're told you know what I mean because it's like are they really gonna oh man seriously seriously ah it was so much fun listen if you haven't read any of this series you know if you haven't you know checked out any of benedict jacker's stuff i i i highly would say go and pick up book number one it's called fated but yeah this has been a, a fantastic series so far um, as, as you know as far as i know now i I've, I've still got three more books so there's bond marked and a book called fallen which is due to be released next year so yeah i can't wait to um get to these next books wondering if fallen is gonna be it are they gonna end with 10 books who knows but um yeah it's a great series highly recommend it this has been a, my thoughts on burned which is book seven in the alex vera series by benedict jacker okay so the other book i read this week was paradox bound by Peter Kleins. Um, <clears throat> this is the breakdown. Nothing ever changes in Sanders. The town still got a video store, for God's sake. So why does Eli Teague want to leave? Not that he'd ever admit it, but maybe he's been waiting, waiting for the traveler to come back, the one who's roared into his life twice before pausing just long enough to drop tantalizing clues before disappearing in a cloud of gunfire and the squeal tires the one who's a walking anchorism with a <clears throat> tricorn hat flintlock rifle and steampunk model a ford the one who's being pursued by something so when the mysterious traveller finally reappears, Eli's determined that this time he's going to get some answers. But his hunt soon yields far more than he bargained for, plunging him headlong into a dizzying world full of competing factions and figures straight out of legend. To make sense of the mystery at its heart, he must embark on an breakneck chase across the country and through two centuries of history which nothing less than America's past present and future at stake um now that kind of sounds really interesting but <clears throat> I think unfortunately Klein falls into the trap that you often see in these books where the new person comes into a situation 
and their actions don't make any sense because it's like they throw their weight around they make all these demands but it's just like you can't because you know nothing you're not bringing anything to this situation so why is everyone suddenly listening to you like what you know uh, and so you you have Eli he's the one that forced the situation but he's just like you have to tell me what's going on you have to do this you have to and it's just like that makes no sense and his inability to um comprehend certain things seemed a bit much because it's made clear at the very beginning that Eli is a big fan of comic books he's a big fan of science fiction fantasy so if you read like he it's like he he reads everything he gobbles, he gobbles it all up so if that was you then if you're in certain situations they'd be like oh shit okay so that it is real that does happen you would be more inclined to believe and go with something rather than dismiss it and force someone to repeatedly tell you over and over again what the situation is so that seemed a bit mm, you know was a little off seemed a little off and also there's a point in the book where Eli gets someone killed again his actions make no sense from someone that reads or like sci-fi and crap you know the comic books and this kind of thing because you would think all right i'm not gonna do this thing but he does this thing so it doesn't make any sense but nowhere in the book does he really show any sadness for his actions which seem very crazy and there's other instances in this book where, you know, he's um, making demands or everyone believe is following his actions. Like, he obviously knows everything even though, you know, they've been doing this thing forever. Which, again, makes no sense. So there seem to be a lot of inconsistencies here. Um, which is a shame, as I said, look, the concept is good, but, yeah, like, there's definitely, like, the bad guys, essentially, of this book, there seemed a thing, like, I remember, there was a film back in the day called Equilibrium, where people didn't have emotions, but the characters in the book clearly were showing emotions so it made no sense in that context and his bad guys yeah it's a similar thing yeah you know, the, the, you know I'm, i won't say too much but yeah there's a similar thing where some they're meant to be something but they clearly are showing something else and i was like wait what how would that be a thing but yeah if you are a fan of Klein's other books, if you, like, I'd say, if you like The Fold, you will like this, you know, um, 
if you like Paul Cornwell, I'd say you probably would like this as well. But I don't think this is anywhere near as good as Klein's first book, 14. Which is unfortunate. But, you know, there you go. Okay, people, I'm going to let you in to um, something that's going to be a big help. Because we're coming up to Christmas, unfortunately. And the biggest thing about Christmas is the shopping for food. Because it's insane. Everyone goes crazy. It's difficult sometimes to find what you want. So, I'm going to give you a little tip that will make this so simple. So simple. Alright, so the thing is, HelloFresh are doing a Christmas box. Okay, so, in the Christmas box... You can get a butter-based turkey with fresh rosemary and lemon. Pigs in blankets. So it's pork sausages wrapped in streaky bacon. Roast potatoes with a rosemary seasoning. Balsamic Brussels sprouts. Yeah, sounds good. With cranberries pecans and pancetta how tasty does that sound truffle root vegetables with cheese garlic and thyme seasonal stuffing pork cranberry stuffing balls slow cooked spiced red cabbage with bramley apple and cinnamon now i've made red cabbage with apple and it is so good so that will be amazing and then festive gravy a rich and delicious gravy and um you can also add a cheese platter with um yeah you know uh charcoal crackers quince chutney and a whole load of uh cheese so they do that box. They also do a box with a dessert. And the dessert is luxury Christmas pudding with brandy, butter, caramel sauce. Talk about decadent, right? And the box comes in four different sizes. So you can get it for four people, six people, eight people, or ten people which is pretty damn good all right so i'll give you the figures too man so for four people it works out 19.99 per person for six people it's 16 pounds 66 per person for eight it's 15 pounds 62 per person and for 10, it's £14.49 per person. So that really makes Christmas meal really affordable. But I'm going to give you a code that will give you 10% off that box. 
don't tell me I do nothing for you people. So all you have to do is in the checkout, enter the code Kevin Christmas, and that will give you 10% off your Christmas box at HelloFresh. So I'll put this in the episode description, but yeah, it's Kevin Christmas. Boom. Nice. I've just saved Christmas for you. You're welcome. Okay, people. So that's, yeah, we're going to end it there. No entertainment news this week just because, yeah, I can hardly talk. But have a good week. Um, We should have Echo Chamber tomorrow. We're going to power through. All right. Catch you later, people. Take it easy and live well.